This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, today you get two for the price of one. That's right, we're talking about Showtime's two biggest new pilots, White Famous and Smilf, so don't move a muscle. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey. Okay. okay this was the opening song in Smilf. Yeah, it was. Which I thought really added some style. It did, yeah. Yeah, the clean version is way better than the dirty version. <laughs> I was going to say, I actually just found the, the instrumental. Is real. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I thought we was going to get the lyrics. I know. No, no, no. I found the instrumental just because I thought if anyone's tuning in for the first time, yeah. and this is what they hear, they'll be like, what the hell show is this? <laughs> I do love the Ying Yang Twins, though. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TV Pilot Reviews here on AfterBuzz TV. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, not only do we jam out to some Ying Yang Twins, but we cover <laughs> Hollywood's hottest new pilots. As I mentioned at the top, we're covering two Showtime pilots today called White Famous and Smilf that both, both aired within the last two or three weeks. Very excited to talk about them, but before we do that, my name is Jeff Graham. If you want to find me online, you can do so on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham, and I have some amazing co-panelists. Hi guys, Linda Antwi here. I am excited about these two shows to talk about them. Find me everywhere online at Linda So Girly. And I'm Sam Davidson. I'm so excited to <laughs> be back, back with back. you guys. Yes. Welcome back. Full I mean, family. Yes. Full yes. family. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. And I am also in the live chat if you guys want to talk about these shows. Like underrated beat. I'm just saying. Oh, like, for can sure. You not, I can't not I stop can't moving. I can't not move. <laughs> I know. Yo, you guys can hit me up on Twitter at D'Angelo TV or on Instagram at D'Angelo. Um, okay, so I want to talk about White Famous first. Um, quickly, just both of these shows, as I mentioned, they aired on Showtime. White Famous aired two or three weeks ago, officially on October 15th. So I think about three episodes have aired by now. And actually, Smilf just aired this Sunday, so November 5th. Um, and we're going to talk about both of them. I want to start by talking about White Famous, because um, it aired a little less recently. Um, let's go around your overall reactions and your pass or play. And actually, I want to add something to the show. We've yeah. been doing pass or play, mm-hmm. but what gets confusing about that is I think sometimes there are good shows that we would still pass on. So I want to do, would you pass or play? Would you recommend to pass or play? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So two. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. makes sense. Cool. D'Angelo, you start. Of course I start. Uh, <laughs> White Famous actually is really difficult. I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I see the vision of it or I feel the vision of it. Delivery is in question. Mm-hmm. So play because I feel like it could be really good, um, but it's still some question marks. So play on both sides for both questions. Great. 
Yeah, um, it's a confusing one because the show confused me. I didn't understand. I was thinking Curb Your Enthusiasm or is this Episodes? Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys mm. are familiar with those shows, but they're both essentially famous people that we know making a semi-realistic show about themselves. Right. Uh, you know, I... I know Jay Farrow, and I really like him because I do comedy, and I love his stand-up. I loved him on SNL, but I don't think that he is at the fame level that shows, like, episodes and Curb Your Enthusiasm that those two men were on to to make a whole show about them. So Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense, and Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that's what they're going for at all. Real quickly, Sam, I assumed you were going to mention Jamie Foxx when you started talking about the celebrity playing themselves situation. But you're more talking about Jay Farrow's... Yeah, I just want to know what it is because I didn't know much about it. And I was like, oh, whoa, Jay Farrow has a show on HBO. How Or Showtime, sorry. How awesome. But I I just want to know what the whole journey is going to be and then I can enjoy it. Mm. So, okay, sorry. I'm going to say I am creating a new one, which I always do. It's like a, it's a play for two. Like, ask me again after I see the second episode. Fair enough. Yeah, you said that a lot. We I do. It's such a cop out. <laughs> Fair enough. Linda? Uh, I was entertained by it, yeah. but I was also confused by it. I was thinking, because, you know, it's created by, well, one of the creators is this Tom Campanos, Mm -hmm. and he did Californication, and I really love that show. Me too. And so I saw a lot of similarities, like the protagonist is, you know, this guy, and he hates women, and he loves women, and his life, and so I thought it could be great, but the pilot didn't pull me in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It didn't pull me in. It was a lot just like going on, and I wasn't completely convinced. So for me, I'm going to say it's a pass. Mm-hmm. But for the second part, um, I would recommend a play if you're a viewer. A viewer. Mm-hmm. Fair yeah. enough. I there was I could tell. I'm with you, D'Angelo. There was things that were ambitious about this pilot that I really liked, and I was like, oh, cool. I haven't seen this on TV. But it was only like 10%. Mm. And the other 90% of this, I'm like, oh my God, I've seen this so much. Mm-hmm. This is entourage. Yeah, this is. And it kind of bummed me out. There was a lot about this pilot that I found very disappointing, especially because it set the groundwork for some really interesting conversation. But I felt like all of that conversation, the rug got pulled out from underneath it when you know you have a woman who's introduced ass first, yeah. first thing we see of her. I just found this to be very frustrating. Mm. And I. I really wanted to like it, and I actually ended up watching another episode, to be totally honest. And You're I, always I'll, cheating, man. I know. <laughs> it happened today. I walked into the trailer to get some work done, and I turned on the TV, and it was on. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to watch it. And I'll talk about my experience with that other one, but right now I've got to be a pass. Mm. And just for specific choices that this show is making, I think I've got to also advise a pass, because I found it to be pretty frustrating, to be mm. totally honest. And can I just say, like, this guy on SNL, he is a master impressionist. Oh my gosh, like, why are they not utilizing that. Well, we saw a little bit of Tiny it, but bit. I think that's the thing that this show is kind of sold as Jay Farrell's show. Like, mm-hmm. Come watch Jay Farrell and his TV show. And it's like, my our exposure to Jay Farrell is that. Mm-hmm. SNL impersonations. That's all I have. So unless I'm in love with him and his stand-up, like, there's no... I have no exposure to who he is. Yeah, right? which is why a lot of these shows do work that are about celebrities playing themselves, is because we already have an established opinion. Exactly. We love them. We hate them. We love to hate them. And it's endearing kind of watching them continue to mess up their lives. Mm-hmm. 
But with Jay Farrow, he's in a way newish to the game, so I'm still confused. Like, did they even call him Jay on the show? I'm trying to think that. No, no, no. no. Name. Floyd no, Mooney. Right. Different. So it wasn't him, but mm. it was exactly him. So I just wish there was more of a differentiation, yeah. you know? Between... I think that's the new component of it, though, is that with these type of shows, it's usually stars we know, like Matt LeBlanc in episodes. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, post-Friends and then Curb Your Enthusiasm. But with him, it's it's a thing where... He is, even in his character, is on the cusp of success. You know what I mean? Like, he's dealing with the pressures of making that next step and what that looks like. And so that's what I liked about it. It was Mm -hmm. like, okay, there's a different angle to something we've seen before. But the delivery of it is what was in question for me. For sure. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead. This is the part of the show where we talk about kind of the development of the show. We're still trying to kind of avoid spoilers. But just so you guys know, the more you listen, the more you'll hear about the show. (laughs) So you've heard our initial opinions. And now we're going to get into some of the juice. Um, this is an original show, again, starring Jay Farrow, um, playing, it seems like we kind of agree, somewhat of a fictionalized version of himself. Mm-hmm. What I will say, though, is I know Jamie Foxx had a lot to do with the development of this show. And I think on paper, it actually is that it's more of the beginning of Jamie Foxx's career. Correct. But similarly, he also is a stand-up comic and a comedy guy. So there's going to be parallels between him and Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the show, as Linda mentioned, was created by Tom Kapanos, who also created Californication. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, a show I have not watched. But oh, Jeff, really- you, are you it. kidding me? Is it up Go. my alley? It is one of the best shows of all time, yeah. I swear. It's about a writer, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's about a writer. And he's, oh, God, David Duchovny. You just got to watch I'll it. I'll check yeah. it out. Um, but thankfully, the show was also co-created by two other creators, who are Chris Spencer and Buddy Lewis. The reason I say thankfully is because they're both Mm African-American. Right. I feel like it would have been a bit uncomfortable if this show just had sole creator credit from a white guy. I don't know if that's fair. We've seen that show. Yeah, like like Mayors. (laughs) Check out our first episode of the show. We we shitted on that show. Yeah, we did a little bit. Um, But we have um, a creative team of three, and Chris Spencer and Buddy Lewis were both African-American stand-up comics. So I think that was a wise choice on on the part of the production team. Um, I'm going to go over the cast really quickly. Um, Our lead character is a guy named Floyd Mooney, who's played by Jay Farrow. For those who haven't seen the show, he's really the character who anchors the show. It's his show. It's his journey. Basically, as an aspiring A-lister who's kind of on the B-list right now as a famous stand-up comic, Mm -hmm. Um, his his buddy, his roommate, is played by Utkarsh Ad... This is why I need to read this before we go on there. <laughs> Every week. Part is actually his agent. Oh, that's his oh. agent. Malcolm is his agent. Malcolm. Mm-hmm. I like this performance a lot, and we're going to talk about it. Um, also, his girlfriend slash baby mama, that's from the show, no, I'm not just saying no, that, no, no, no. is um, Cleopatra <laughs> Coleman playing Sadie, and then that must be his roommate, is Ron. Is yeah, that correct? Okay, great. Right. Then Jacob Ming Trait is playing his... Jacob Ming Trent is his roommate, Ron. The rest of the characters, I'd say, are kind of minor, but the four of those really at least right. anchor the and pilot. Jamie... And Jamie, Just of course. He's Jamie. <laughs> That's the son, right? Jamie Foxx. Fox. Oh, and of course, Jamie, Jamie Foxx yeah, yeah, yeah. is in it as well. Yeah, yeah. And there is, I will shout out Lonnie Chavis. Yeah, who's, this is us. Yeah. 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 This is us. That's his son. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm. So he's playing the son of our lead character, Floyd. Um, and this is the point in the show where we kind of get into the dirty details, guys. So this is, I'd say, spoiler territory. If you don't want to know about the show, tune out now. Let's start by talking about the characters. Let's start by talking about Floyd, played by Jay Farrow. What do you guys think? Not a likable character to I me, agree. and that is my problem. Like, mm. I eat, there are tons of, which we'll get into with Smilf, you know, a very flawed character, but you still like something mm-hmm. about them. This character, it wasn't enough for me that he still wanted to sleep with his 
ex slash, you know, mother of his child, you know, he wanted some. Okay. He has a nice relationship with his kid. Sure. The kid rolls his eyes at him all the time like he's better than him because he knows that he's smarter or just like a better human being. Yeah. <laughs> I So I, I wasn't rooting for the guy and that was my, that's my issue with him. And he seemed a little bitter. Like for someone who's on the come up, like you should be happy if you are actually, you know, you've done the grind, you've been on tour, you just got back to LA and people are throwing roles at you why are you so mm-hmm. angry like the, there was no backstory for me at least in the pilot mm-hmm. to understand like what what are you bitter about are you bitter about your relationships are you bitter about your career like I'm not quite sure and that didn't translate to me at all mm-hmm. I think it was interesting I think he was completely relatable to me um, Good. Okay, cool. I mean and that just comes as uh, I think there's an aspect of it as uh, the African-American male thing yeah. that I can really relate to from the standpoint of, uh, well, one of my favorite comedians is Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And he's always talked about um, the aspect of having to sell out to get to that next step of famousness. Mm. The idea the idea they played with, with dressing up as a woman. Mm-hmm. And you can see that as a consistent thing among female, uh, I mean, among male comedians in mm-hmm. TV show. Like So that him wanted to hang on to not doing that and him having to sell out in that extent and deal with like just the uh, microaggressions or racism, depending on how you want to define it, from white executives who like represent Hollywood. I think that was really relatable, and just his desire to want to maintain his own identity as an African American male through all of that was really relatable to me. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why I was rooting for him during mm-hmm. the show. Cool. I I loved that stuff. That yeah. was the stuff I wanted to see more of. Um, how did you feel about the actual, like, character, though? Because that's what's interesting mm. is, like, it's so funny. I love Jay Farrow. Like, I honestly think he was underused on SNL. I think, like, he's probably one of the most talented improvisers to come through that show. Impressionists. Absolutely. He can imitate literally anyone. Yeah. I almost don't feel like this is the best use for him. Well, it, me, the first thing I think is, oh, God, maybe the reason why they didn't use him as much is because he's like this in real life. Like, is this is this Jay Farrow? Yeah. Because he does not seem fun to work with. And Well, here's what I'll say. I have heard that the reason Jay Farrow is not, his contract was not renewed was because the producers asked him to play in drag on a sketch and wear a dress and he wouldn't do it. Mm. I mean, hello, Tootsie, Dustin Hoffman. What's interesting about that, though, is if that story's true, I love that the show kind of... Incorporates it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, what a really interesting dig. That would be great. And D'Angelo, I actually really like the point you bring up of there is kind of this, for lack of a better word, minstrelization of African-American performance, especially in comedy. You think of Medea. Mm -hmm. I I mean, granted, Tyler Perry's... You can go on. Right. But the list is long. A bunch. Eddie Murphy, all of them. Chris Tucker. For sure. On and on and on. What's weird for me, and I know we're getting a bit into like the thematic stuff, but that's central to this show, is if you're going to kind of advocate and stand up for that community, mm. why be so misogynistic? Like, I don't know if you guys felt that, but like, I hate that it's like, we don't want to degrade this community and minstrelize them or whatever. I don't know if that's the right word or not. But then just I found the, pro- the portrayal of women in the show besides his... Um, Babies, besides baby mama, very problematic. But agreed, she even was problematic Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, and so I, I, that's probably why I had a hard time connecting with this show Mm. is because I, I really do gravitate towards shows that have a female lead or a big female presence, Mm. and it's actually pretty difficult for me to watch shows that don't have that, and because that's just what I like. And yeah, it bothered me. I mean, they're present in the story. They're important, kind of, but they're just not 
portrayed in and it's not even like what they do it's the way that men view them Mm -hmm. and it's like that opinion is kind of what is broadcasted which bothers me yeah and i just the show is so distinctly from like an african-american gaze which is really Mm. great but it's also so distinctly from sort of this male gaze Mm -hmm. that i kind of found to be a bummer and i kept having the thought how much more interesting would this show be if it were about an African-American female? If this show were starring Tiffany Haddish and were to be about mm. what it's like to be a black woman in the communi- in the uh, comedy community, I think I would have been so much more interested in the show. Yeah. Mm. I, I, just, I just feel like, and I agree with you, and I said it earlier, if they would have just utilized his talents more, I think that he would shine. And maybe that's mm-hmm. going to come across in future episodes. Yeah. But in this episode, it really didn't. Yeah. And, and it's for me, it's unfortunate because... I think he has so much talent, so much to offer. And if the storyline is him on the come up, then he should just like let loose, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and talk about some of the other characters in the show. We talked about Floyd. Mm-hmm. I think we like the idea of this character, at least I do, but I'm not sure I actually like this character in its manifestation on the show. Because it's essentially like the clown, like the jester. <sighs> not that like... so much. I just like, I'm kind of with you, Sam. It's something intangible that I'm having trouble grabbing onto. I will say, I don't know about the choice to be making Cosby jokes in the very first scene we meet him. (laughs) I don't know what you guys thought about that. I think they touched on that, though, in the joke. He was like, how dare you be offended by this when you're in comedy? And like, I thought that was a pretty profound statement. Yeah. Not to say that it was okay, but I think it's pretty, like, a a very, like, they knew what they were doing with that. I thought it was clever. Yeah. I'm just like, why? It's an interesting choice to have your protagonist make rape jokes in the first five minutes. Well, it's funny now that you mention it because that wasn't one of the things that I thought to talk about. I almost forgot about it. But it was in my head. I'm thinking about it after that joke that I was like, oh. And I'm like re imagining it in my brain and it was like subliminally I think I just chose to I'm like black that out of my memory because it wasn't <laughs> funny and like I don't want to hate this show mm. but yeah I do think it bothered me now yeah it's just a bold choice and like that whole thesis statement of like I'm a comic I can say whatever I want and there's no responsibility mm-hmm. is an interesting point of view and to me a little irresponsible mm. um, I don't know though I just like to me, that was a big strike on his character very quickly. Mm. I don't know if you guys felt that too, but... I didn't feel it specifically with that joke, but I thought that, like you said, so there's the rape joke, and then in the first five minutes, there's the naked lady, and right. then with Jamie Foxx, is another naked lady that are all, like, nameless, not main characters, mm. but just thrown in there. So you're like, you, you draw the line with, oh, I don't want to dress up in a woman's... Uh, outfit, right? Because you're going to sell out, but then at the same time you're objectifying all these women. Yeah. In the in the pilot in the first 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I have a question for you guys then. So Okay. So <laughs> I just like, want so to get I want to get my words together. <laughs> yeah. So I I agree that there is a very important to have shows that represent um different type of people and it, genders and experiences. But this show is very obviously explicitly from an African-American male's perspective. Mm-hmm. With that understanding, that those two girls represent a groupie culture, which mm-hmm. is like a reality. Like, if you, if we're definitely accepting, because we've, we've added other shows where we're accepting the perspective of it. Yeah. If we're accepting the perspective of this show as an African-American male's perspective, are you still offended with the idea that there are groupies that they 
interact with on the regularly? So, no. What that makes you think of, sorry, is that, I mean, the creator of Californication, Mm -hmm. you know, have you seen that show? Um, No. You've watched the show. And I mean, they objectify women, and it's one of my favorite shows, and it's a little messed up because that woman, that show really, really objectifies women. However, the protagonist of the show is, we get to know him almost Mm -hmm. first and see, Mm -hmm. like, his heart. And then we see him do all this stuff, and we might see it off, right off the bat, but right away it's proven to us that like this is a really interesting character that has just lost his way, but is a good guy deep down, but he just can't help himself. Mm. And he also has the ex-wife, yes. which is a strong character on that show, mm. to kind of balance out his whole misogynistic yeah. behaviors. Mm. But I, I, to jump off of what you're saying, that is true, that, that that's true, t- or keeping true to the culture where there are groupies like that mm. in comedy and in black comedy specifically. So if that's what they were going for, I feel like they should have laid the foundation out a little bit more. Yeah. Not just thrown them in for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like show like, hey, I just did a show, which he did in the opening, right? But show that you met this girl and she was a groupie and she was throwing mm-hmm. herself at you mm. and that's how she ended up in your bed. Like, like I, lead, me, lead me there. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, yeah I just feel like th- there felt like there was no agency with these women. Mm-hmm. Like if the woman would have been like, you know, I'm just, this is a one night thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just a groupie. Or like, I'm going to go sleep with another comic now. I would have just felt like some kind of Efficacy on the part of the women that were in this mm. show, rather than just like literally silent nude slam yeah. pieces. Yeah, which is like the first two girls we saw, <laughs> and I can't help but feel like, in light of everything that's broken in the last month about Hollywood, it Good made timing. me feel extra skeeved out. Mm. And I was like, I wonder how this production team is feeling after all these conversations, and it's airing right now. And I also just feel like I can. Did you guys watch Entourage? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have you gone back and watched Entourage? Yeah, I have not. A couple times. Does it feel kind of different now in like light of everything that's yeah, kind of come out? Yeah, I mean, Ari Gold would have been like arrested, probably. Right. He would have been outed. Ari would have been on the long list of offenders that are coming out. Yeah. So I think just especially with that timing, I, I felt two things. One, if I want to see this show... I can watch Entourage. And that's why, mm-hmm. like, the stuff you were talking about, D, of, like, the exploration of racial microaggressions in the industry, mm-hmm. I wanted 50% more of that and 50% less of the Entourage sex with women partying bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, if we get more of that later down the road, I might be a play. But this pilot, just the ratio for me of what made the show interesting versus what made the show something I've seen was all off, was all yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, let's go ahead and talk about, I guess, some of these other performances. I will say, I really like Cleopatra Coleman as Sadie, his ex. Mm-hmm. Well, they were never married, right? His, his baby, baby mom, mom, let's just say. <laughs> I really found her charming. Did what really did you guys good. think of her performance? Yeah, I thought her performance was good. I, I didn't really think the writing was great for her. Mm-hmm. Okay, be- fair. Be- because, I mean, it was just, I'm this strong woman. Now, all of a sudden, like, we're going to start hooking up. And then, oh, your black car is here to, you know, go go to the show. I'm just like, I thought she was adorable mm-hmm. and very, very charming. But I didn't, that was something that's like, a man wrote this for her. This, yeah. yeah. You know, this isn't, I don't think, what a woman in her situation would be doing or acting. Mm-hmm. Jeff, you know what she reminds me of? She reminds me of... Uh, in Atlanta, the yeah. ca- uh, Childish Gambino's counterpart, for sure. And I think the difference between Vanessa the shows, Van. yeah, when we were, uh, yeah, when we were big fans of her, yes, 
they almost have a similar role, but how it was introduced in Atlanta is very different from how it was introduced in White Famous. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping, I love her character too, probably maybe one of my more favorite ones. I'm hoping we see more character develop, development with her and consistency because right now she's just kind of an inconsistent. Sometimes you can have it, sometimes you can't. Right. Like, right. I'm supporting you. Like like you said, very much from a male's perspective. Yeah. So uh, I think there's potential there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. And then I will say the performance of his son, I think, is pretty charming. Yeah, it was too. cute. Yes. That was yes. really cute. <laughs> um, how do we feel about the writing overall? Sam, you briefly alluded to it. Um, I just could kind of tell it was, you know, written by a bunch of males, and there's not a lot of females that have speaking parts or many lines at all. But, you know, I just, I think it was very, like, let, like, this, think about it this way. If it was, these guys wrote this right now, after all the scandals that are happening, continuing to happen in Hollywood, they would have written this very differently. Yeah. Hopefully. You know, (laughs) I think a year ago, whenever they wrote this, you know, it's still funny that people are this way, but things are changing very quickly right now. So unfortunately, I kind of think it just came out at the wrong time. Yeah, for sure. Um, One thing I will say, this is going to be sort of hard for me to quantify, so I'm going to do my best, but... I almost felt like at times this felt a bit like a black show that was written through the lens of a white guy versus Atlanta, which is so clearly a black show written through the lens of a black guy. Mm. I don't know if you guys can speak to anything that I'm pointing at, but there were some kind of familiar beats where I was like, okay, this feels like an entourage. This feels like... It just had some of the conventions yeah. of these kinds of shows that I'm used to, whereas something about Atlanta just felt a little more revolutionary or something and I I think I would have wanted some of that freshness ingested into this show from a format perspective I don't know if that makes any sense well I mean the name the title of the show in itself almost like jokes about I feel like the title White Famous is already making a joke out of what this show is essentially yeah I would have loved I wish the show what's so interesting is like I can't tell if the show is just observing or criticizing the idea that to transcend race, black performers have to enter the machine of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. But in a way, this show kind of feels like it was bred by the machine of Hollywood. Yeah. Which Mm. is kind of a bummer. Like, just the way, the format, in terms of the act structure and the the way the beats played out. It didn't, I wish it would have been more of a fresh and less conventional approach to a single cam sitcom. Because I feel like that's what the show is criticizing. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think it, there was a very familiar formula with mm-hmm. the show yeah. that I, I agree with. I can see. And Atlanta had its own tune. And it was like, after the first two episodes, you were like, what am I watching? Exactly. I didn't feel yeah. that way. I felt like this felt very familiar with this formula. So ho- hopefully they grow in it um, because I do think they're trying to be in- unconventional. But, yeah. Um, I, I wanted to uh, touch on your point because um, this is something we've talked about with other shows is that just the diversity in the shows and I think this is something that is often laws especially in, the, in an African-American dominated show is getting females in the in the in the writer room and because it it makes it more relatable to more than just African-American males specifically so I think that if there was an overall critique for this show it would be like more diverse writers and thoughts outside of just gender and race. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like not just just because it's all African American does not make it diverse. Yeah. That's yeah. not diverse. Yeah. So I think there's an opportunity there to grow in that area. Sorry, I just wanted to add no, that. That's no, great. it's a yeah. really good point. It yeah. actually leads us we always talk about like the themes of these shows. And so I'm glad you brought that up. And as a transition, I loved sort of how black this show was. Yeah. Like I 
anytime I can watch TV that's just not about white dudes, I'm so happy because there's so much of that. I mean, and again, I just wish we would have had more of that. And like, I'm glad to hear, did you feel like D'Angelo as an African-American man, mm-hmm. that's, you were responding to that stuff and it did play true? Well, no, I don't even want to give myself credit. I love the show yeah. mostly because I felt so relatable to it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I can understand the idea of when if you're a white male and you're the majority and you're watching consuming so many shows that you know you get because it's just like you're kind of the target market like challenging that initial thought because mm-hmm. i would say i didn't challenge that initial thought until i heard y'all's opinion just yeah. now and i was like oh yeah you're right it could have been more females here and this woman was kind of degraded in this area so i think that's the area that i want people as consumers to grow in because i that's something that i have to grow in too because i'm just like when i watched it i was like oh this is cool like you know i can really relate to this but that second thought of getting these other opinions is kind of the area of growth that we need as viewers and also that they need as creators. But we, I do want to applaud the show. Just, I mean, even though I feel like it's struggling in the female aspect, I do want to applaud the show for head-on addressing these issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. absolutely. Definitely. That stuff was very interesting to me. Yeah, very different from the mayor. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Say. yeah. So, you know, ABC <laughs> versus Showtime. Yeah, boom. Right. Yeah. Enough said. Um, one thing I will say, <laughs> I cheated. I watched, I think it was either episode three or episode four today, and I was pretty into it. I was like, okay, I like this show. <laughs> it's interesting. And then, like, the last scene, there was this line where something happens to the protagonist, I won't say, but his agent is like, you know, man, when it rains, it pours. It rains all this jizz, and you become a cum-guzzling slut eating all this jizz. And I was just like, damn it. <laughs> you lost me. <laughs> I was like, I've got to turn this off. Like, <laughs> I was just like, the show was doing so That's well. That's so believable. And that they that just had happen. to plug in this like incredibly misogynistic monologue. Yeah. And I had to turn it off. I was like, I don't, especially right now in Hollywood, I don't want to be complicit in yeah. all of this shit that's being said about women. Mm. Sorry, that's my soapbox. No, that's real. So, um, Renee Ha in the chat said, watched all five episodes. The women roles pick up in episode two to five, and the show is super funny. Episode four is the funniest, in my opinion. Great. That's great. Thank Thank you, you, Renee. Renee. Yeah. And that also, if I feel like I'm coming down on this show hard, I probably am. And I want you guys to debate me in the comments. Like, what's fun about this show is it is an opinion-based... What's fun about our after show is it is an opinion-based show. So, Mm -hmm. let us know in the comments. If you completely disagree... Please tell us. And if D'Angelo, I hope you keep watching it because if you find yep. you like it, I could see myself loving this show. I could, I would, I might probably watch a couple more in the background while I'm doing laundry or something because I want to be in the know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want to be woke. <laughs> Got to be woke. It feels like an easy binge. Like it does feel like a turn yeah. your mind off, yeah. turn yeah. the TV. I agree. And I love yeah. that kind of stuff, but. Yeah. The episodes do go very quickly. Yes. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, wait, it's over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. about Smilf, though? We gotta, gotta talk get about into Smilf. That. I know it's time. 12 minutes. Know it's time. Any last thoughts quickly on White Famous before we move on? I just think that we should all keep Californication in the back of our yes, minds. Yes, and I think you two need to watch that. Because yeah. some of the guest episode, guests on the show are from that show. Oh, wow. Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, well, let's talk about Smilf. Smilf is a show that aired on Sunday, also on Showtime. It is starring Frankie Shaw, who's playing the lead character of Bridget, who is kind of a down-on-her-luck single mom trying to figure out life. Guys, what did we think of the pilot? Linda, let's start with you Linda. now. I wasn't really super sold on on the pilot. I, I thought that... So first of all, I read about the pilot before I watched it, which is probably not a good thing, but knowing that she created and directed and she has a short film, I thought, okay, this is going to be fantastic. But then 
I just felt like the shock value in the first five minutes, her having sex, and the, the whole nine yards, I was like, mm, where are we going with this? Like, I get it's the struggle of the single mom, and she's trying to make it as an actress, and she's trying to live in Boston and all of that, but where are we going with this in the first five minutes? That's yeah. how I thought. Are you, yeah. So you're a pass. I'm a tentative pass. Tentative pass. We gotta knock this tentative out, y'all. Guys, it's because women we can't make decisions. (laughs) I mean, I can, but here's what I want to say. I don't want to say pass because I think that I might watch it for the second episode just to see where she goes with that. Exactly. Mm. So it, I, I'm not a fan of Lena Dunham. I'm just gonna say that I'm not, and I hated like that. Girls was a representation of my exact year I graduated high school. You know, like it was just to a T, and I was like, that's not me. And I didn't like what you did with it from the start. I watched most of it until the last season. But this show, I'm talking about girls. Got it. But this show gave me a lot of girls vibes, but Mm -hmm. in a way that I would have wanted girls to be a little bit more like. I, the thing is, is I didn't realize that she wrote, directed, you know, did all of that. Mm-hmm. And she used herself well. Mm-hmm. Lena Dunham would, you know, the only scene that I don't think is we didn't need to see her boobs in the bathtub. That okay. I was 100% just like, agree. 100% yeah, that agree. was too much uh, to, you know, but and other, other than, I don't know. Other than that, though, I, I felt I really understood her actions and irrational motivations. And I. I enjoyed it, and I think she's going to be entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I was rooting for her. I I liked her. I probably liked her more than Jay Farrell's character, um, <laughs> which says a lot. So I think they did a good job of um, building her, even for people who may not be able to relate to her. Um, even though I can because my mom was a single mother, mm-hmm. um, but. I agree 100%. I did not need to see her. I just feel like Showtime just feels the need to show nudity <laughs> yeah. at no all times. Because they Random. can. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, bruh, she's yeah. in the bathtub with her kid. Like, right. why? Yeah. So, um, but that's honestly my only critique. I actually really enjoyed the show. Yeah, I also really liked it. And I feel like a lot of the things that frustrated me about White Famous, this show got very, very right. Yeah. So I think that's why it almost felt like a reprieve from some of the frustrations I was feeling about the other show. I'm glad you mentioned Lena Dunham because I do think this show kind of owes a lot to what girls did on TV. Um, and it's funny because I actually like Lena Dunham and I like girls. But yeah, I, I, I just want to say, though, I appreciate Lena Dunham and I appreciate girls yeah. for what they've done for writers mm-hmm. and, you know, performers, producers as women in the industry. Mm-hmm. I just don't don't love That's her. fair. I mean, and can I just jump in on that? Just because <laughs> I'm the, like, the sole one that's kind of a pass. I never watched girls, and the reason I never watched girls because as a black female, it was not relatable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for I sure. feel like with this, just how we talked about diversity on White Famous, this should have some diversity as yeah. well. You can't mm-hmm. say one show should and one show shouldn't, or yeah. we don't mention it. But there's no diversity in this cast at all. That's real. And, That's a really good and so, it, who who's your target audience? Because I'm a female and. And I, too, can relate to, like, single mom and and the struggle. But I also know that I have a diverse friendship and a diverse family. So, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, that was part of my problem. Her baby daddy, right, was I think that was the one little nugget they tried to throw in there. And and the boy, (laughs) you know, the boy, the son, he's not, you know. 
may try. What about her friends and anybody else? In and the all movie? the dudes playing all basketball she was into. Yeah, great. We're already rolling the stereotype. Uh, <laughs> true. That all of her true. sports friends. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, one of them a rapper, yes, too. Yeah. Yeah. So... But that's definitely, really point. yeah. I'm the white guy who's like, I love Dick. No. <laughs> no, I think that's good though because this is another argument. It's like when you do diversity, it's not just throwing it in there. You have to be strategic about how you do it. Yeah. Exactly. Why am I introducing them? And if you just kind of sloppily do it, oh, a bunch of black guys at the basketball court. That's not diversity. Right. Either. Thank you. You got it. It's hard because yeah. we're, we're in such yeah. an interesting time with America. But like, you got to be strategic about how you do it. Yeah, I think this won't be a show for everyone. Like, I was watching oh, this thinking like, this is a play for me. It will not be a play for many, many people. Yeah. And I can acknowledge, I love this, like, kind of aimless mumblecore, sort of Duplass Brothers, sort of, you know, like, single, shaky cam, true-to-life, slice-of-life stuff, which a lot of people don't like. And I can totally understand the arguments as to why they don't. But if you're a fan of, like, these kind of flailing young women trying to make their way kinds of shows, you're going to love this show. Also, (laughs) Anna Ferris. If you like Anna Ferris, this woman... Is literally what's her name again? Bridget. Well, no, the her the actress to me in oh, general. Frankie, Frankie. Shaw. Frankie. Mm. She is reminds me so much of Anna Ferris. It's distracting. Mm. Did no one else like pick up? Because I was like Anna Ferris. She talks like her, I didn't but really just feel like it. I didn't see that. Oh, I, it's all I could think about. Can I so throw funny. in one other thing? Yes. If, if you're a fan of that genre, then I also want to just point out because Shameless led into this. Mm. Yes, and Shameless I think does it very well, where you have that protagonist girl who's trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. living in Boston but they have diversity in the cast they have um, just they pull in their audience you know what I mean and I don't know if it's because they've had so many more seasons Mm -hmm. but if if they want to mimic a show or or a formula I I would go that direction for sure also last thing to add Jeff, this is the second time in a week I've seen a small penis I know. on TV. I'm, I was thinking the same thing. I'm, I'm glad to, you're going to stop with this. All right, bro. I'm blaming this on you. I keep pushing all these shows with penises in there. I just want to say something. Like, it's not the first time I've seen a small penis in that long. I'm like, guys, what's happening to penises these days? It's like on it's TV. Out everywhere. It's what's everywhere. On, it's like, what? Like, I, see, this it is, must be something in the water. I have no idea what's maybe going I'm on. Maybe I'm dated, but I just, I'll pass. I'm good. Can I say something, I need though. a warning. I want to say I liked that they used someone who wasn't necessarily a conventionally attractive man, sure. and he wasn't a joke. Yep. You the know gu- what? The guy at the convenience store. Yeah. He was. <laughs> what, is, what was your take? Is he from was a female? A joke. You thought? <laughs> yeah. She did not treat him like some. She was really. Oh, I was. I was just okay. I, you guys, I was visiting my mom, and I was in her bath. I watched TV in the bathtub, which is very stupid. I like prop my laptop up. It's very dumb, but I do it. <laughs> I love it. And I'm watching this happen, and I was like. Ah, I'm like I was like so embarrassed, mm. and I was so worried about the kid too the entire time. Is like, and then the foots. I mean, that was so creepy. Sorry to cut you off. It was creepy. Oh, yeah. it, it was creepy, but I I was also laughing and cringing. Spoiler territory, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, we're fine. We're this is good. It's a laugh cringe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought I agree with you, though, mm-hmm. Jeff. I I felt like he wasn't a joke because when they were in the convenience store, he was like, oh my, genuinely like, you look great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic to see you. He paid for her stuff, and then you know she did her little booty call, and he came over, and he actually did the right thing. Like he wasn't conventionally like the sexy guy, but he was like a real dude, and mm-hmm. he he mm. treated her with respect, even when she wasn't respecting herself in that situation. I thought he just represented her level of desperation in that moment, mm. personally. That's why I was like, he's a joke, because it's kind of like yeah. right. You well, pick any guy of in that moment. It was like, oh, I saw him in a convenience store. Hey, come over. Like yeah. I, that's why I was like, oh, he's obviously a joke. 
it was admirable what he did, but you know. Well, I also think he was grossed out almost in a way because then she started talking about her big vagina and the like. When I watched it, I thought, oh well, maybe you know he's kind of a jerk. Like he just interesting. Mm. That's a that's must be your perspective, which is great, and I'm glad you brought up that point because I actually didn't see that. Like what I saw was he was grossed out by the fact that there was the kid in the bed with yeah. them. Yeah. And I think this is a very complicated show. And, like, yeah. I feel like this conversation reveals that I think whereas, to me, White Famous kind of was trying to check the boxes of here's how you should see this scene and here's how you should see this scene, this was like a turn on the camera, sh- point the camera, and try to present life and yeah. it's all its complications. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I'm always so in for those shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always think, too, how do they write those? Like, I would love to read the pilot for mm-hmm. them because it just... The writing, it has so much to do with the shooting and producing, yeah. directing, all right. of it. Because, like, the the script must just... I, I can't imagine what that looks like. Yeah. Well, this is her show. You and know she what did I mean? it all. She yeah. wrote it, directed it. I wonder what her short film is like. Maybe we should look that up. I know. Yeah, would love to. Um, I just, like, quickly to go back to the thing with bodies. Like, I feel like whereas bodies and White Famous were objects, mm-hmm. in this I feel like bodies were just bodies. And, like, you guys mentioned we didn't need to see her boobs in the bathtub. But I liked that we just saw her body, and it wasn't yeah. in a sexual way. It's just, if that's she real. was in a bathtub, that's, that's what you would see if you yeah. were in the room. That's good. So I really, really appreciated that about the show, especially right now, and especially after having seen White Famous, yeah. I think. Yeah. You liked the boobs in the bathtub. We didn't like the boobs in the bathtub, but you did. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Give us more of that. No, I'm just joking. No, I, I understood it, though. I was annoyed by it. Then I also was annoyed at myself for being annoyed by it, because yeah. it is real. That's yeah. real. Um, we only have a couple minutes, and I wish I would have given us more time to talk about this show. But um, So, Linda, besides sort of the diversity issues of this show, which I think are valid, mm-hmm. anything else that's kind of not rubbing you the right way about this show? Because I'm curious, because I think you have a very different perspective on the show than I do. Um, I think that that was the main thing. Like, sure. It wasn't relatable to me. Like, the situations were relatable, and I, like I said earlier, I, I really do think shameless is that same type of mm-hmm. of genre and I love that show and I and I feel like that that show is much more relatable so I'm curious to know where she's going to go with it mm-hmm. um, and I hope that it's more than just what the pilot was for I'll, sure I'll leave it at that I guess I I just hope she doesn't do what Lena Dunham did which was you know make the show all about her in places where it didn't need to be, mm. in places where other storylines would have been more interesting. And, mm. you know, it almost seems like she just wanted to make us hate all the characters and just put herself in when it wasn't needed or in appropriate. Girls, in, yeah. in girls. So I'm just saying I hope that that doesn't reflect onto this show. And I think by, you know, the pilot, uh, we have a pretty good start. I, I like this girl and I'm interested to watch her grow. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We didn't even mention Rosie O'Donnell, which oh is gosh. a huge thing. Crap. And I think that that maybe that complex relationship she's having with her mom, because at first it's all yeah. Rosie, but then you start to see the cracks. I think that is going to be interesting as it, it develops. And I think Rosie O'Donnell did a fantastic job in as her character. See, I was, I was, that was one of my biggest qualms about it was I thought that was miscast and just placing a name, and I hmm. do not see. I didn't see Rosie O'Donnell as her mother at all, and then they'd have Rosie O'Donnell acting crazy, and I'm like, well, <laughs> no. Mm, yeah. yeah. I loved it. I thought so, too. Yeah. What did you think of her? Did you recognize her, first of all? I didn't even I recognize her. I did not know that was Rosie O'Donnell. I know. Too. I just said it. But I actually liked the mom. Yeah. Um, and I have prior... The thing is, the funny thing is, I have prior um, experiences with Rosie O'Donnell, so like, and I know her storyline, so... 
now that I know that, I thought it was pretty cool because I thought she really felt like a mom to me. <laughs> like, right. How she closed the door and was like, that crazy kid. Like, I, right. I thought that was good. What? I could see him across the street. Yeah, I know. That was good. That was awesome. I liked it. Um, I also just want to give a shout out to yeah. our fellow After Buzzer, Kim Crossman. Yes. Kimberly Crossman. <laughs> so she is going to be in both White Famous. I'm not sure if it's just one episode, but she's a recurring character on Smilf. Okay, two jobs. Yeah. Uh, She's the yeah. best. Kim is lovely. We're Shout so out to that. That's Kim. what's up, yo. Um, for those who are listening who are kind of wondering what whether they should jump on board of a show like this, here's what I'll say. If you like shows with a lot of plot and a lot of stakes, this might not really be the show for you. But if you like shows that are really like a character study or a mm-hmm. look into a world that might not be a world you're familiar with, I would That's really good. recommend this show. Me too. Yeah. And I think it's doing a lot with direction and music. I thought the music in this pilot was really well selected. Yeah. And yes. even color palette, I just think this is a very cohesive show mm-hmm. that's very much its own thing, and it's not going to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I am definitely a play, and I'm excited to see what she's going to do. Showtime definitely has a vision, because mm-hmm. both of them are kind of in the same lane. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, both shows are kind of giving us a look at a world that's not usually on TV, which I really appreciate, and kind of giving us underdog characters that I think we're supposed to root for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm rooting much more for this smell <laughs> than I am for the other From character. Bridget, yeah, from yeah. Bridget. Um, mm. But I, th- any last thoughts about Smilf? I know we kind of had to rush this conversation, but how about the last scene, that audition? What did you guys think of that? That's when I liked her. Yeah. Funny, yeah, super I would, funny. I yeah. want to see all of that. Her be so real and terrify people and be like, okay, me and my baby are just gonna be bye. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really real, and then we learned a little bit more about her that yeah. she, you know, has sexual assault in her background, mm-hmm. and but she's trying to use it to propel her career forward so yeah. I thought that was really interesting well that was my thought was do we think her baby is the uh, the um, product of a consensual act That's, well I think so yeah cause her fa- we yeah, saw her father the- I hope we saw her father yeah right. I mean, we don't know but oh you mean her, you mean her baby yeah. yeah well yeah cause we saw his father and she is into him I mean that doesn't necessarily mean that but I don't I don't know I don't think so it could be a twist it, could it would be, be really interesting I just I would love for that show to throw that complication in mm-hmm. there I mean, I, I don't want to say I want to glorify that, but I just think it's a compli- very complicated show. And she has a yeah. complicated life on it, so that could be a twist. And it's know. just, it is sad. There's a part of it that's very sad. She's a 20-something-year-old woman having to do this. And I just turned 30, and I couldn't even imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's yeah. fascinating. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. And I will say it's a lot of pressure to cast yourself as an actress mm-hmm. on a show, and I think she's acting really well. I do. I yeah. think she's great. Um, okay, cool. Any last thoughts about Smelf, guys, before we move on? Um, well, again, please let us know in the comments what you think um, for both of these shows. I think they're both at least trying to do something different. So I'd like to see what you guys think about it. In the meantime, guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. Quickly, I host a show on Friday. It's called The Unproduced Table Read, where we table read scripts. So tune in. That's on the Popcorn Talk Network, which is our sister network. How about the rest of y'all? Linda Antwi, Linda So Girly, all online. Let's continue the conversation. Yes. Um, I'm so happy to be back. You guys can find me at... Yeah, I'm honestly, it's like three in the morning my time or two. I can't even count. Uh, You guys can find me at samdavidsonentertainment.com, Twitter and Instagram at samd43, and I'll see you next week. And you guys can hit me up on Twitter at TV or on Instagram at D'Angelo. Also, check me out on our sports show that we review on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Yes, and next week we are covering... I can't remember. I set it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I'll It'll be a surprise. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter and you can find out. Yes. We'll see you next week at 10 p.m. on Wednesday, guys. Bye. Bye. Peace. Peace.
from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.